0: dick cheney is explaining why we need to invade iraq he said we gotta hit them we gotta get them before they can get us back i'm not even gonna bother to argue over that it's clearly It's a bunch of B.S. to distract us from the fact. It's about oil. It's about about greed. It's about about rich white men getting richer. It's about fear fear. and control control. of those barrels of black gold. It's about folks to another war where we never really say what we're fighting for. It's easy to pretend we're defending our native soil. Oil. George W., how I love you, in your tough Texas cowboy way. Congressional approval is for weenies, you go to war whenever you please. And if the citizens raise some questions, just use the T-word and log on Usual priming the pump. It's about oil, it's about greed, it's about this rich country getting richer, it's about fear and control of those barrels of black gold. Get step up folks to another war where we never really say what we're fighting for It's easy to pretend we're defending our native souls Put it in the headlines, I want to see it in big lights. Hello, it's about oil And we the people we shrug and sigh Too bad about the country but I like to drive it But bear my hand and close my eyes holding a guard all the angels are dressed in business suits the disciples are on the television and our lord says do unto others as you need to do to come out on top and after church we all go to walmart the 11th commandment thou shalt shop it's about oil it's about greed. It's about using way more than we need. It's about fear and control of those barrels of black gold. Yes, yeah, about folks to another war where we never really say what we're fighting for. It's easy to pretend we're defending our native store. Put it in headlines, and want to see it in big lines. Hello, it's about oil. In big light. Hello, wake up. Greetings, earthlings. It's about oil.
1: I pledge allegiance to the flag of the multinational corporations and to the profit for which they stand, one interlocking directorate under no government indivisible with monopoly and cheap labor for all. Uh
0: God calm down. I told you, I told you, I told you. Don't care, don't care, don't care. I don't care. thou shalt not kill don't you understand don't
1: kill don't you understand <laughs> this this right here is your community spirit the show about caring sharing and preparing well no. for the changes needed in the world as yes, we know, know it. it let's bring back the circle again the circle of friends the circle of family the circle of being Wake up and be healthy and therefore wealthy. Woo! We're wealthy because we're awake. Yes. Well, healthy and wealthy to the joy and peace of Mother Earth.
2: Yes. At least moderately healthy and moderately awake.
1: Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> um, we do have some happenings.
2: Happenings. I may even have one that you don't know about. Ooh. Ooh.
1: Well, the first one is um, this week has been the International Festival and a group of Buddhist monks has, have been performing the ancient art of sand painting during this week's uh, international festivals. Organizers say the monks who are touring the United States on a goodwill mission are a unique in addition to this annual festival. The sand painting is a really wonderful way for them to educate people about the beauty behind their region. Said Carla Copa, um, Assistant Director of International Students and Scholars at SIUC, who is helping to organize the event. Um, this this sand painting is very interesting because, well, it's t- actually taken them all week long to actually assemble it. First, they drew it out, and then they're putting literally s- small little specks of sand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then, today, they will be um, well, collecting that sand and giving it out to anybody who shows up. Hmm. And usually what they do is they take the sand and then you go put it in a waterway so that th- the goodwill of the prayer hmm. of this sand painting gets spread out all over the whole world.
2: Yeah. I've actually seen this done once before, and it's ours wasn't actually organized by buddhist monks but it was by people who had done one with them and so at the healing school i studied at the students spent a week you know putting on the sand to fill in the lines that had been drawn for the mandala and then at the end you sweep it away and you scatter it in waters i i put mine in the uh the pond that's next to the labyrinth at the interfaith center (laughs) so there's a little bit of healing energy right there (laughs)
1: So if you want to see the closing ceremony and maybe get a little of this week-long prayer from the Buddhist monks, you should go to the Student Center. The closing ceremony for the mystical arts of Tibet is at 7 p.m. at the International Lounge West. Yeah. And so, and then after that, if you go to the ballrooms, it will be the International Culture Show. (laughs) And this is... Uh, Big to do. It's all the different international groups at the university each do a presentation. And some of them are funny, some of them are dancing, some of them are singing, some of them are martial arts. Uh You never know. Every year it's different.
2: You could combine all three into one performance.
1: That's called, yeah. Let's see. (laughs) Capoeira. (laughs) Yeah. That's, well, it was martial arts that got outlawed. And hmm. so they made it into a dance.
2: Yeah. Oh we're just dancing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: we're just dancing. So um the international culture show starts at around seven thirty. And make sure you get there early because the seats are always taken. Yes. It's always standing room only. So let's see. Other happenings. Other happenings. Well you got one?
2: Yes, I've got I've got a couple actually. Ooh. Uh let's see. Um Oh, well, I know. I can, I can start mentioning the uh, Big Muddy IMC happenings, because I know of two that are coming up.
1: Ooh.
2: <laughs> Not one but two. But first, uh, let's see.
1: You want me to read that one?
2: Yeah, you can read yours first, because it's chronologically. We can try to present in some sort of chronological
1: order. Okay. Free Film Fridays, February 17th. Yes. I said, it, said it all clearly. It. Free Film Fridays. Well, you have to say February, too.
2: February. February Free Film Fridays.
1: Um, Today at 7 p.m., Enron, the smartest guys in the room, will screen at 7 p.m. this Friday, February 17th at 214 North Washington Street in Carbondale. Based on the best-selling book by the same name, by Fortune reporters Bethany McLean and Peter Elkind, a multi-dimensional study of one of the biggest business scandals in American history the two authors of the book also appear in the film as interviewees along with former Enron employees analysts and a former California governor Gray Davis So again this film is free and screening is open to the public so Yes. That's tonight at 7 p.m.
2: Sounds really cool. I've heard good things about this film, but I haven't seen it yet. Might get the chance to today. We good things here.
1: about the worst financial disaster. Yes. Or about the film. About the Okay.
2: <laughs> oh, yes. No, I've heard bad things about the financial disaster. Good things about the film. <laughs> like many of the films they show at the <laughs> IMC. But then in other in other IMC happenings, they we don't have a title for it yet, but we are going to start showing every Wednesday at 6 p.m. some sort of um, television-related independent media type stuff.
1: Wednesday weirdness.
2: Yes, Uh, I came up with, oh, what did I? uh, Wednesday videos. (laughs)
1: Videos.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Where are your nuclear wesses? (laughs) Wednesday videos. But we're going to start out, see how much people like democracy now because I know there are a lot of people in this area who like democracy now but don't get it because it's on you know, satellite TV or that sort of thing. So we're going to show this week, if the technology cooperates, I'm <laughs> going to show an episode from last week that had Alice Walker interviewed. And it sounded like a really good interview. Someone recommended it to me without even knowing I already had plans of showing such <laughs> a thing. So that's Wednesday at 6 p.m., At the Big Muddy IMC, 214 North Washington. Street. Yes, North Washington (laughs) Street, not North Washington Avenue, (laughs) or Boulevard.
1: (laughs) um, Otherwise, any other happenings that you know of? Ah, the sun is
2: rising every morning. (laughs)
1: Yeah, the sun came out today. The sun came out tomorrow. (laughs) Um... This Sunday and every Sunday is Food Not Bombs at um, 6 p.m. at the Interface Center. Um, cooking starts at usually an hour, hour and a half beforehand. So if you want to help cook, um, otherwise we will be right back. Except I don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> we will be right
2: back with some uh, some of our usual news
1: because this is happening. We get to bash Bush again. I'm getting tired of it.
2: <laughs> it's, it's such an easy easy target sometimes.
1: <laughs> I actually went to queue up the wrong one and people were cheering.
2: <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Yay. So the people are with us.
1: Well, I think we'll start with some local news first, this actually has been, what is it called, a happening week. Yes. The main thing has been Wally World. Wally World is in the news. (laughs) Good old Wally. Wally, Wally, Wally. According to a February 11th press release from Friends for Fair Growth, a citizen group fighting the opposed Walmart, Judge Daniel uh, Kimmel, Okay in an appeal to prevent the city of Murfreesboro from annexing Lennell Stallings' property. The proposed Walmart at S- Country Club Road and Route 13 hit an unexpected snag last week.
2: Da, da, da. <laughs> the,
1: the judge granted a stay, so the property Murfreesboro proposed to annex, including the area in which Walmart intends to build, will remain outside of the Murfreesboro city limits pending the appeal. Spelling's property sits between Murfreesboro city limits and the site of the proposed Walmart. I'm really hopeful right now, Steve Gog, uh, leader of uh, Friends of Fair Growth, tells Nightlife. They wanted to start construction last fall. We've held them up for several months now, and it looks like we're going to hold them up for several more. Now, Friends of Fair Growth are not opposed to Walmart per se, but opposed to a Walmart on what they fi- feel is a very inappropriate location and forced annexation into the city of Carbondale. So You
2: mean Murfreesboro. Huh? Oh yeah,
1: Carbondale, Murfreesboro. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, news about the, the, the coming or not coming of the Walmart. <laughs> so, let's
1: and see. And for more information, you can go friendsfairgrowth.org.
2: Yes, friendsfairgrowth.org.
1: And then I think there's also Walmart Watch, and that's nationwide. Yeah. Walmartwatch.org.
2: And that other one's the local one. Yep. So let's see. In other news, in other locally related news, SIU caved last Wednesday, February 8th. Caved? Caved. (laughs) Yes. Some uh, graphic metaphorical language there. SIU caved last Wednesday, February 8th, to the U.S. Department of Justice demands that the university open to everyone three fellowships targeted toward minority graduate students. The Justice Department threatened to sue SIU because the fellowships allegedly discriminate against white people, and more specifically, white men. And as we know, white men are one of the most disadvantaged portions of the population. (laughs) At a press conference announcing the consent decree with the Justice Department, New SIU System President Glenn Pouchard noted in a prepared statement that thousands of SIU students of all demographics receive scholarships, fellowships, and assistantships. Reserving three for historically disadvantaged groups hardly constituted discrimination against a historically privileged population, especially since, as Bouchard pointed out, 60% of grad students who receive financial aid are white. But in fairness, the university probably didn't have a realistic chance of beating the Bush Justice Department in a court stacked with Republican appointees. And in striking a bargain with the Justice Department, SIU ensured that 28 current recipients of the three fellowships would keep these awards. So they, they decided to open up the awards to all people, and that is the latest news on that big issue
1: for the region. Okay, now into national, <laughs> international, and mm. Relevant news.
2: Yes, perhaps even interplanetary.
1: (laughs) The bear necessities. Is that right? Yeah, the bear (laughs) necessities. Bear necessities. Necessities. Feds to consider listing polar bears as threatened. Congressional Republicans waging jihad against the Endangered Species Act. (laughs) I never thought I'd hear that. (laughs) Uh, Uh, May soon have a new reason to hate it. The U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service is considering giving polar bears federal endangered species protections because climate change is melting their Arctic sea ice habitat. If the feds are compelled to protect polar bear habitat and the habitat is threatened by climate change, then the feds may be forced horrors to do something about climate change. Wow. Recent Hmm. data shows that Arctic sea ice has... Decline by 15 to 20 percent in the past 30 years some climate experts think there will be no summer sea ice in about 50 years it's like people just say you know in about 50 years you will not most of these guys won't even be alive yeah they're just like predicting something after i'm gone yeah
2: that's what keeps happening though for 50 years they're going to say well about 50 years about 50 years and then poof
1: This is straight to the source, the Washington Post, the 9th of February, and the San Francisco Chronicle, the 9th of February also. And in other endangered species news, Dick, get your gun. (laughs) You don't get that, do you? Maybe. We'll find out. (laughs) Well, um, Dick Cheney shot a guy.
2: Yeah, I heard about that.
1: (laughs) But now they're saying, Dick, get your gun, because bald eagle may soon leave the endangered species list. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh boy. I'm going to get my gun. Remember when John Ashcroft sang that him let, let the eagle soar? <laughs> no, he did it a little worse. <laughs> that was something, wasn't it? Anywho, speaking of the bald eagle, it may soon leave the endangered species act thanks to a strong recovery in parts of the U.S., and an unusual joint news conference on Monday, U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service Chief H. Dale Hall and representatives of several prominent green groups united to hail the Eagles' progress from 413 breeding pairs in the continental U.S. in 1963 to an estimated 7,000 to 9,000 today. I like how it's estimated. It's estimated,
2: yeah. Well, as soon as they hit 9,001, it's time to get out the
1: shotguns. The Fish and Wildlife Service is effectively restarting a process began in 1999 to re enlist the eagle, which some see as a vindication of the Endangered Species Act. So, let the eagle uh, soar. Yes,
2: yeah, uh, Ashcroft actually sang that song remarkably well. I didn't know anything. Really? I thought it, well, you know, I mean, people know. made
1: fun of it, so I didn't yeah. actually hear him. I mean, so. it is
2: the eagle soaring through the air, but um, it's still. I mean, I thought he saw it, sang it pretty well.
1: Okay. So now the eagle Sword's is going to be stuck in your head all day. Oh,
2: it's it? going to be stuck in my head all day now.
1: Straight to the source, the New York Times, the 14th of February.
2: So. Yeah. And as far as those polar bears go, you know, they're, they're pretty good-natured creatures. But I, As long as think, they
1: have a Pepsi.
2: Yeah, as long as they have a Pepsi. But, you know, we, we better be kind to them, though, because if they start fighting back, they're pretty strong. That's true. <laughs> so maybe we should not go forward with climate destruction after all.
1: So, we got enough time for two articles.
2: Yes, and here's actually, we can read one that's also about global warming.
1: Oh, we can read a lot. I yes. got like five over here.
2: <laughs> so, in other news, what the bleep do they know? NOAA scientists join NASA with the accounts of global warming censorship. Government censorship, it's what's for dinner. Some climate scientists at the National. Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, whose views on global warming contradict Bush administration policy say that they are being prevented from giving particular interviews or being closely monitored by press handlers. A recent NOAA press release claiming consensus around the fact that global warming had nothing to do with the intensity of 2005's hurricanes was recently changed after outraged protests from agency scientists who don't share that view. Meanwhile, over at NASA, which has been plagued for weeks by censorship charges, some press officers are giving new accounts of interference from political appointees, including pressure to cut off the flow of climate-related news during and after the 2004 presidential campaign. So they wanted them to not have news on it during the campaign. And the U.S. doesn't have a monopoly on censorship. Australian climate scientists also say that their government is muzzling them, too. Straight to the source, Wall Street Journal, New York Times, and the Australian Broadcasting Corporation, 14th of February, 2006.
1: I actually decided I'm going to skip all Bush bashing, so...
2: (laughs) Yeah, he he pretty much well bashes himself, so Hmm. we can focus on more important matters.
1: How do you solve a problem like dependence on foreign energy sources?
2: Da, 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 da.
1: <laughs> Austria embraces renewable energy. Austria is yodeling up a new tree, the biofuels tree. <laughs> oh what are you, the metaphor, police? <laughs> like other hip countries, Austria is giving renewable energy a big bear hug. Nearly seventy percent of its domestic power production came from renewables in two thousand three. Having banned nuclear power generation, Austria is using biofuels to wean itself off energy imports, meet environmental goals, and spear Spur Job Creation That's the sound of music to our ears (laughs) The hills are alive with the sounds of music Hey, wait, what are you, the outdated pop culture police? (laughs) Hey, it says that, I guess Yes (laughs) Okay, straight to the source, Los Angeles Times The 13th of February, 2006 (laughs) Now, do you have a really good one? Otherwise, I can read about green cars
2: Um, no, I've got clean energy or green cars Which way do we want to go? Mm-hmm.
1: And, and, well, I, w- I want to read this title, Roiling for a Fight, Oil and Gas Companies Set to Receive $7 Billion Taxpayer Windfall. <laughs> That's like, people are wondering why renewable energy cannot compete. Well,
2: well, maybe it's all those billions of dollars. Of to subsidies. To them, yeah. Of subsidies.
1: <laughs> okay. But Kermit said... Kermit. Japanese rules, U.S. drools in a new list of the... Greenest vehicles. An annual list of the world's greenest vehicles placed the top American car at an oppressive um. Well, this is the top ten list. (laughs) Ten, we made it on the list. Yay! While Japanese cars took all the top five spots. (laughs) Of course, American cars dominated the totally ungay testosterone manly mean machine list. (laughs) Okay. The American Council for an Energy Efficient Economy gives the two-door hybrid Honda Insight top marks based on fuel economy and air polluting emissions. The natural gas-powered Honda, In- Honda Civic, Toyota's Prius Hybrid, the Honda Civic Hybrid, and Toyota's gasoline power Corolla rounded out the top five. The first U.S. car on the list was GM's Pontiac Vibe, built with a Toyota emission system and engine which tied for 10th place, which is Toyota Twin, the Matrix. They're exactly the same vehicle, (laughs) just different name. Yeah. And different trim and look a little different. Of course, the Dodge Ram SRT10 pickup truck was judged the ungreenest for the second year running. (laughs) Congratulations. We're number one. But even the best car only got 57 points on the console's 100-point scale. So better luck next year. Yes. Straight to the source, Los Angeles Times, MSNBC, 14th of February, and you can see the rankings at greenercars.com. So, Uh you want to read any headlines? Otherwise, we'll play the music.
2: Headlines, you can go to, well, Clean Energy, the new merger, renewable power gets even more hip with corporate America.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there's, there's, in California now, it's a lot easier to install solar, so a lot of big corporate america is starting to install some pretty large solar energy systems on their buildings and (laughs) i mean you actually can i've heard go into home depot and buy a solar electric system in (laughs) california in some areas oh wow so
2: So it is getting there
1: (laughs) okay where do i have to pop it up here mackie yes
2: Okay, so this we actually mentioned earlier about how Chaney was accidentally shooting his uh, hunting buddies. <laughs> so we've got a song that someone from the IMC sent my way. It's called Chaney's Got a Gun. It's based on Janie's Got a Gun.
1: So we'll say goodbye. I hope you have a wonderful day. And get out there because the sun was out. It might be your last chance to ever see the sun.
2: <laughs> yes. Maybe it may disappear for a little while this weekend, but now's your chance. And also, have a good week and don't have any hunting accidents. This hour of programming on WDBX Carbondale is sponsored in part by your membership contributions.